0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And today we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? And
1: I believe uh, the next one is going to be beyond the Spider Verse. So it uh, seems th- this is part two of a trilogy. I guess you can call it its its own movie. It's really part one of a two part movie. Spoiler alert: If you actually have seen the movie, th- then you know because it really ends with a to be continued cliffhanger uh, and does not that's, come that, to that's conclusion. That's uh, right.
0: And, and let's just let's just pause there to say. This is going to be a spoiler filled episode. If you don't want spoilers, hit the pause button now, uh, see the movie, then come back and listen to us.
1: So, and uh, just a quick recap. The first movie is about Miles Morales becoming Spider-Man. And, he meets other spider people. This movie actually starts off with Gwen Stacy. Uh, and Gwen is constantly thinking about Miles, just as Miles was constantly thinking about Gwen, um, that they they had somebody else who understood them as a young adult, as a teenager who was a spider person. Uh, and uh, Gwen realizes that she really can't be with her her dad, who's uh, the police captain, Um Because he wants to get revenge for this spider person who killed Peter Parker in that world and in that earth. Peter Parker was actually the lizard. And, um, She goes face to face with Captain Stacy. He finds out that this spider person is his daughter, um, doesn't know what to do. And so she actually encounters uh, Spider-Man to 99, encounters Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, Miguel O'Hara, and uh, she follows them. They go off and goes off into this spider society. Right, this Spider Society is a group uh, of of spider people that Miguel O'Hara's uh, Spider Man Ten Ninety Nine really created to uh, uh, almost like a TVA of sorts in the MCU, really to control. Um,
0: that's any... the that's the time variant authority, or time variant... yeah, R-
1: really to control any. Um, uh, Inconsistencies in any of the realms that there are certain canon events that have to take place that make for spider people to make sure that the worlds um continue according as they're supposed to, that each dimension is happening. Um, and meanwhile, we go to um the reality where Miles Morales is Spider Man, um, and he encounters the Spot, who is a pretty like lame villain in the comics, and they make fun of him at the beginning of this movie without realizing actually how powerful he can be. Um, uh, Gwen travels as part of the Spider Spot, Society. By the way,
0: voiced by Jason Schwartzman. I think a, a great uh, voice characterization here.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just added to uh, some of the other new voices. Uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya played the, the voice of... Um, uh, Spider Punk. Spider Punk was great. Love uh, that. Oscar Isaac, of course, as Miguel O'Hare, Spider Man 1099. Um, we, we had as Jessica Drew, Issa Ray. Uh, so, really great, great new additions to the cast.
0: I'm not sure if you said, but Haley Steinfeld. Oh, right. Uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld.
1: It should make more. They come back. Brian Tyree Henry comes back. Of course, Jake Johnson. Um, so, uh, Gwen Stacy comes to this earth, uh, to track sp- the spot, but she's really goes to visit miles and their love, uh, this unspoken love that they have for each other. They reconnect, opens up a portal. They go to, uh, uh, M- M- Mbatin, right. Which is a, a play on Mumbai, Manhattan. It's this, uh, Indian sort of spider dimension world. And they meet up with, uh, Paviteer, uh, Pabarakar, I believe I, 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 Uh, pronounced that correctly. He's the sort of like Indian Spider-Man and and Hobie Brown, who's Spider-Punk, who's the British Punk Spider-Man, and they're chasing the spot. But what ends up happening in this event is that Miles uh, saves uh, Haveteer's girlfriend's father, who is a police captain, from being killed. And then they find out that he actually did something terrible because that is a canon event, an event that must happen. Uh, You can't change it. It is fate. The police captain Uh, Has to die. And that is a defining moment in a spider person's identity. Um, But then he realizes, well, his dad is about to be promoted to police captain. Does that mean that his father has to die? Which leads to the spider society actually coming after Miles and, and chasing down Miles. Um, because he's, uh, they want to apprehend him because they think he's going to stop this from happening, change the course of reality, change the course of history. We find that Gwen Stacy is concerned about this. Uh, She actually encounters her father and her father quits being captain um, because he he sides with his daughter and then she feels relieved. Miles returns to his reality um, to stop his father um, from being... um, uh, from dying, and then realizes that he actually returned to the wrong reality. He tells his mother, uh, in a great cliffhanger, a great reveal. He tells his mother that he's Spider-Man. She has no idea what he's talking about. And then his Uncle Aaron returns. Uncle Aaron, who died as the Prowler at the end of the first movie. Uh, and then we find out that actually Uncle Aaron is just a henchman for the actual Prowler in that universe, which is Miles Morales. And the movie ends with Miles Morales, a Prowler, facing off against Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And we see Gwen Stacy not willing to give in to Miguel and and Jess and and Ben Riley, who plays Scarlet, who's Scarlet Spider. Uh, And she assembles her own Spider-Man team with uh, Jake Johnson's Peter B. Parker and his new daughter, Mayday. Uh, Some of the new faces from this movie, like uh, Paviteer, like Hobby, uh, Margot, as well as bringing back some old uh, uh, surprises from the First movie, Spider Man Noir, uh, Penny Parker, Spider Ham, and it looks like the third movie is going to be a fight among spider peoples. Okay, that was the movie in a nutshell. It is a lot, and it was confusing but really fun. Um, a really well done movie. I, w- I like I said, I wouldn't call it a movie, uh, in the sense that it wasn't a full movie, right? Uh, the movie ended abruptly. Um, it's not like uh, one of you know, which has become common in Marvel movies where you have a, a, a cliffhanger that you find in a post credit scene or something like that. There was no conclusion to this movie at all. It was like the movie was filmed, uh, filmed, it's animated. The movie was made, and then they're like, This is too long. Let's divide it into two parts. Uh, mm-hmm. that's really how I felt. As great as it was, it was half of a movie. Mike, what did you
0: think? Uh, so I, I loved it. I loved the first one. I loved this. Um, but let me just say a couple of, you know, uh, a uh, grumpy old man kind of gripes here uh, off the bat just to get them out of the way. Um, the first is, I, I don't know how I feel about the uh, fact that the term spider people is now a normal part of our uh, vocabulary. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's just uh, just a, a weird thing. Um, uh, uh, and um, I don't know why, like, everything now has to be a trilogy, uh um you know I, I i i i you know kind of missed the days where it was just you know there was a movie or there was a sequel uh and uh um you know the the idea that like you know everything has to be a trilogy is kind of uh uh you know uh grinding my gears a little bit at the moment um it, despite the fact that i you know i'm here for this trilogy uh i love the first one love this one uh and we'll we'll be in line for the next one uh, uh you know readily but um, you know, uh, what were we were we clamoring for a Spider Verse trilogy here? I don't know. Um, the, After the, the first one, thing... I
1: was clamoring for a sequel. Oh,
0: definitely was clamoring for a sequel for sure. Um, but I wasn't sure if I was clamoring for the tr- for a trilogy. And and this was one of my gripes about this movie is I had heard I was trying to avoid spoilers, but I had heard um, that. It doesn't, it didn't have a, you know, a a complete ending that it was a sort of to be continued and waiting for the next one. And so there was a moment, you know, maybe the last, I don't know, half hour of the movie, knowing that it was not going to end with a like satisfying conclusion, you know, with, with, you know, it all wrapped up. Um, that I that I kept on waiting. I was like, okay, well, it's definitely going to end here, or it's definitely going to end here. Like, could have ended at any one of those moments, and it just kind of kept going. Uh, you know, so uh, I, you know, I, I, I wish I hadn't had known that it was going to, you know, end in a cliffhanger because then I, I probably wouldn't have had that mindset in that last half hour of saying like, oh, well, it's going to end here. Well, no, it's going to end here, and I have my five year old sitting next to me saying like you know when is it over i'm like it's going to be over in 15 minutes and whatever it was just never over in 15 minutes right. so um so th- that was that was a, a, a you know an issue i had you know the other thing and i th- and i hope we we talk about this is i was uh, wearying uh, as we have talked about several times of um you know cinematic universes uh and uh, and now i am wearying of cinematic multiverses and I'm and I'm wondering uh, what is happening in our culture. Uh, you know, what's what? And this is maybe like a, a, a Jewish question in a way. Like, what are we supposed to learn from the turn toward the multiverse uh, in this moment? Like, what is what is the uh, what, what what's what's the what's the meaning of that for us? Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say yeah.
1: two things. I, I think some of it is totally purely guided by money. Right? That, right. that the multiverse, multiverse it's bigger. is bigger. It's, it's, it's a bigger universe. It's a bigger universe. It's, it's all about how uh companies can bring in more money. I will say, I think the Spider-Man multiverse, not with like the crap like Venom or, or
0: um Ooh. Morbius. Getting PG thirteen uh, language in here. Yeah, Let's do it. That that uh
1: yeah. like not that stuff, but uh this movie is an example of how to do I, the multiverse I will just say well. by the
0: I will just say by the way that I I love the Venom movies. The the oh man. Uh, what, you, can, what a, you can
1: add him. That's uh, at Rabbi Knopf on, yeah. on Twitter. Uh, if you
0: are here for Carnage, let me hear from you. <laughs>
1: um and I would say, although there's a lot of controversy like with the, the, with, with the uh, actors and, and filming of The Flash, I actually have heard reviews about The Flash that they've also dealt with the multiverse very well, much better than the MCU has thus far. Uh, that being said, I mean, you look at what they did in this movie, which we also didn't touch upon. There were live action shots, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it was, I mean, it was um, archived footage from the other movies. Notice That's Tom right. Holland did not appear, although he was referenced. Uh, talking about uh, him and Dr. Strange, Uh, but there were archive shots of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man of directly connecting those Spider-Men who are connected to the MCU's Spider-Man and that universe to uh, this idea as well. You even had the Lego Spider-Man show up in the Lego universe, which was super fun. Um, It's,
0: it's, uh, It's possible. It's possible that we only got the archival footage from the, um, from the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies uh because of um the the studio sharing uh, right cuz the Tom Holland movies
1: yeah. are co-produced by Marvel Studios
0: right exactly um, and this one is a, is is a uh, a Sony uh exclusive uh, production uh, An association, of property, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Um, you, you saw the uh, the bodega uh, salesperson uh, cashier from the Venom movies show up uh, in right. live action. Uh, so, so there's, I, I think there's a lot of that. I think it's all about get,
0: get used to the Venom uh, series. <laughs> but but
1: I, I think there is something in our minds about connectivity, right? What is Judaism? Uh, Judaism is trying to connect the the currents to the past, right? There's that great story of Rabbi Akiva um, and, and motion. Uh, showing up in Rabbi Akiva's class and and having no idea what's going on. Say that this is not the Judaism that I know. This is not the Torah that I was given. Uh, This is totally different. Uh, What are these crowns on the letters, uh, uh, you know, of each letter? And then Rabbi Akiva responds when a student asks, how do we know this? He said, well, it was given to Moshe at Sinai and Moshe was... uh, calmed as a result of that. That That is how it, right. our goal, ultimately, anytime we have halakha, halakha is addressing the the realities of society currently. Uh, that's why halakha evolves, because 2023 uh, in, in Richmond, Virginia, or South New Jersey, is different than 17th century Poland. And yet, by connecting it, by saying that we're connected to the Talmud, by saying we're connected to the Mishnah, by saying we're connected to the Shulchan Aruch, by saying we're connecting it to Torah, uh, is a way to 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 connect it to the 3,000-year-old tradition of the Jewish people.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So is, is there something beside – you're saying that beside the financial aspect of this, that it's, you know, that that uh, we, we've done the universe – and now we got to do the multiverse because it's bigger, and you know that's just like the capitalist next step. I, I have no idea what's after that, <laughs> but um, uh, it, you're saying that the other like meaning of the turn toward the multiverse um, is that we, you know, uh, we, we we yearn for continuity and and you know, kind of like in, 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 that we get from that kind of serialized storytelling. I don't know how that's different from the universe in the multiverse, right? That I mean, or or the sequel to the. Universe than to the multiverse, right? So, what's what? Why is that unique to uh, multiversal, you know, kind of storytelling?
1: I i just think right, it, it legitimizes it. Um, right? I, I um, I, I mean, it, it makes me invested. I think of, I'm not a fan of like the CW Arrow Arrow verse shows. Uh, my, my son is, but I, I know that like he cared about, uh, legends of tomorrow or whatever it's called or, because there was a crossover uh right that used to happen all the time in television there were like a, a crossover between like love boat and right, right, something right, else right um right we would have it whenever they would start a new show there was a crossover between mad about you and friends um yeah. and, and it, it was a way to um make the universe I, larger uh than what we just know and, and maybe I'm that's clamoring
0: for that love boat cinematic universe <laughs>
1: maybe that's what 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 the message is right that uh, uh right 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 it's the, the rabbi simcha bonem teaching uh that that sometimes uh the world was created for my sake but sometimes i am just b- but dust and ashes um we need to be reminded that the world and the universe is greater than ourselves
0: you know i i wonder if it's if if uh it's uh you know pure escapism right and i think that there you know we've been in a uh in a cycle, you know, for the last, I don't know, uh, let's say 10 years, uh, just to pull a number out of my hat, where every single year, right, um, you know, at the end of the year, like, you know, in December, as people are, like, reflecting the year that's passed and hoping for the year that's to come, you know, people say, I think that the term dumpster fire um, has come up in reference to, like, every year, uh, for the last 10 years, just every year feels worse than the last. And it feels like, I think for a lot of us that we are in, you know, a death spiral. The world, our country, the world is in a death spiral. Uh, and that, you know, there's hope for the year to come. And every uh, subsequent year that hope is dashed because there's just, you know, tragedy and, uh, um, uh, you know, disintegration uh, of, you know, all that we had, have known and loved, right? The rise of authoritarianism, climate change, whatever, whatever. Uh, and, uh, and the idea of a multiverse is alluring in the sense that, you know, not only from a universe perspective, like might there be other worlds that we could potentially, you know, inhabit after this one is done, uh, but also that there are other realities that exist beyond this one, That, there, that that's, that's sort of a hopeful idea, right? That like we could, you know, that we can like leave this reality and find a different reality that's more hospitable for us you know, or that we're living a different life in another reality. That's even better than the one that we're, that we're living in now. Um, I, I think that, 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 that we
1: want to believe in the reality of the multiverse is what you're saying.
0: I, 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 That's what that, that to me is, I think part of what's, what's going on here. I think that the, you know, and I think that from the Jewish perspective, right. Um, uh, you know, the Midrash uh, I think famously says uh, that, you know, uh, uh, after God places uh, human beings in, in the garden of Eden, right, the Midrash imagines uh, God saying to uh, Adam and Eve, uh, uh, take good care of this world because there will be none to replace it after it's gone. Right. And, um and, and that idea that, that, you know, we have a responsibility to this world, to this reality, um, because there's actually nothing else for us um, uh, is I think like a, that is the Jewish answer to, to that dimension of looking at the multiverse say like it, don't think about worlds that you can inhabit beyond this one, you know, colonizing the moon, colonizing Mars, you know, whatever, you'll destroy that one too. If you live, like you live here, um, uh, uh don't think about the multiverse. It, maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, who knows, but, but really our focus needs to be right here and repairing this world, uh, uh, nurturing this world, protecting this world, uh, because this is what we have. Um, and, and you know, uh, and, and I, I, what, what I hope that the, you know, that, that, uh, after the escapism of, you know, touring the multiverse in movies like this, um, that we say, that we say, you know, that's a lovely idea, um, a fun idea. Um, but our, uh, but, but our reality is here. Um, well, that's that's what happens to Gwen Stacy in this movie, right? She leaves
1: her reality because she can't live in that reality with her father, uh, and then her father said, "Right, I I, I want this to be, the, the the reality. Um, uh, I I can't help. Uh, but but think about um." This being Pride Month, an, or, an organization that we that we partner with uh, in Essex County is Rain, uh, which, which is um, uh, a a shelter for um, LGBTQ plus adolescents in the county who have been kicked out of their homes when they've come out to their parents. Um, and, and, and it's a place for them to, to live and and to have to go through that reality of saying, I can be in this world, this world, this home, this world with my parents, um, where it's up to that world to change as well. Right. It's very easy for us to say, we, we, we want to leave, um, but what is that reality for that teenager? That that teenager is is saying that my life is better at being homeless um, than staying in this reality. Should never be put in that that situation. I, I don't mean to um, compare that at all to a, a an animated, you know, Spider Person universe. Um, but I think what we see with um, the the sort of angry, uh, total stereotypical male father of Gwen Stacy in this movie. Finally changing his way because he realizes that keeping his daughter and his life is his biggest priority. Um, I I think that's the goal of more parents, especially in in this world where there are legislators that are saying that parents actually don't have a say over their child, over deciding gender affirming care for their children, over um, knowing their children better than anybody else that it's the job of um, all of us in community to make this universe one in which people feel safe and celebrated uh, where they can affirm who they are instead of feeling like they have to literally or metaphorically leave to go to another place in order to be themselves.
0: Yeah. I think that that was a really important theme of the movie and I'm glad that you raised it. And And I don't think that it's uh trivializing, um, uh, the, the the issue at all to very intentional they,
1: by the way Gwen Stacy had a trans Pride flag uh on the wall mm-hmm. of her bedroom and that was very intentional
0: right right so I I think it's I think it was uh you know really what the movie was was going for was uh a a theme of um of, of you know being your authentic self um and uh, and the and the struggle that you know sometimes parents or others have with with accepting their kids for for who they are and the tr- struggle that we have accepting one another for who we are, um, you know Miles Morales in the in the multiverse uh, with all uh, you know keeps on being called an anomaly like he's not supposed to exist like right because because
1: it was a spider from a different reality right. that bit him so he, he right because he was uh, Peter Parker was still like alive when he became Spider Man and there's only supposed to be one Spider Person <laughs> per universe. Um, but but he's saying, "Don't tell me I don't exist." Right. right, Don't tell me that I am not my authentic self.
0: Right. Um, so I, I I think that that's really important. I think that that's actually a very uh, uh, hopefully Jewish idea that's that's uh, brought up in the movie. Um, is you know uh, when when God creates humanity, um, God creates one human being to start with. And the Mishnah uh, in in Sanhedrin, the Tractate Sanhedrin uh, says, you know, why did God create the world with with one person first? Uh, and one of the answers it gives several answers but one of the answers uh, probably the most, most famous of those answers is to you know to say to, that to save a, a life is to save an entire world and to destroy a life is to destroy an entire world um but uh, but uh, another of the answers is uh, to tell of the greatness of God, right? What's what what testifies to the greatness of God is the fact that when a like human king uh, mints a coin, they make one mold, and then every coin that comes out of that mold looks the exact same. But that's not true of God. God made one human being. God made one mold, and that every human being that came afterwards, no two are alike. Right, right, and that uh, that that what testifies to God's greatness is human diversity, um, uh, uh and and how we and, are and that there is a divine spark selves. Right. right?
1: We, we are the same from the same mold in that we each have a divine spark within us.
0: Right. So that God's image is, you know, manifests in, in all of our diversity and that, in that our diversity testifies to God's greatness. Right. So that, so that to deny the uniqueness of another person, right. To say to another person, like you're an anomaly that shouldn't exist. Well, every person is an anomaly that should exist. Right. Uh, and that to say that, you know, that because a person is, unusual uh, means that they shouldn't be is uh, is heresy from from uh, from the perspective of our tradition
1: I, I would say a- absolutely. um you know again, I, I don't mean to um compare something that that is so serious and so um, su- such an issue of our times. Right where where there are those who are trying to legislate uh, to uh, make it illegal for people to be their true and authentic selves, um, for children to be their true and authentic selves. Um, what what our job is is to um, create the universes and the realities um, that allow people to do so. Right, that if people feel safe in their synagogues, in their Jewish communities. In their homes, uh, in their schools, then that makes a difference. Uh, When there are governors who are saying that you can't speak about gender identity or sexual orientation in the school, uh, then that's not only fascism, that's homophobia, uh, that's transphobia, and you're basically saying that my way is the only way to exist, and I do not believe that who you are is who you're supposed to be, and I'm trying to prevent you. Right. Right, you are an anomaly. I'm trying to prevent you from existing. Uh yeah. Right, that that is dangerous. What Governor DeSantis is do, has done in Florida, it's dangerous. The the um, uh, bans uh, on um, gender affirming care for, for for transgender youth that are going on in states across the country, uh, and it's actually it, it's actually antithetical to actually what you just said, Mike. Right, right. that that if we are to affirm that everybody. Is from the same coin, right? From the same molds uh, of God, but totally different than who is any legislator, uh, who is any elected official to tell anybody else who they are or are not. And, and, and right. right, it's uh, it's up to each of us as individuals to understand how we identify who we are and to say, "I am holy. <clears throat> I am holy." Right i am sacred uh, and it's up to us as community members and as community leaders to celebrate them to right. celebrate each individual
0: so yes i, I and uh you know i i'm uh, i'm I, 100% uh i you know spoke about this uh um in in my sermon uh 2 weeks ago uh, and I said, I think that from the Jewish perspective, these, you know, uh, anti-trans and anti-LGBT uh, bills uh, uh, that are that are happening all across the country. You mentioned, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, but, you know, it's it's uh, uh, he's he's just one of many um, that I, I say that from the Jewish perspective and you know brought some text to, to show this. I, I think that we could call these crimes against humanity uh, because they are uh, a denial of the fundamental humanity of uh, of, of people who identify, um, as LGBTQIA plus, and particularly, uh, people who identify as trans. And I don't think it trivializes it, uh, to, to talk about it in the context of, of this movie. I think the movie is going there, um, uh, and, 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 and good for them for doing it because, uh, first of all, it, it provides, you know, affirmation, right. For, it, and, uh, uh, motivation for us to say like, yes, like, like, you know, um, uh, you know, here here's what this movie shows. But also, you know, this movie's making like billions, going to make billions of dollars at the box office, which means more people than just those who already agree with you and me. You know, the Ron DeSantis's of the world are going to see this movie with their kids, and maybe it's not going to change their minds, but it's going to influence the way their kids think about other people and see the world. Right? It's it's impossible, I think, to see this movie, you know, and and not to be moved by uh, that journey of Gwen Stacy that journey of Miles Morales um you know to see Miles Morales at the end you know say like this is who I am to his parents and and his parents be like I have no idea what that is right and uh, and and that's also like the idea of you know the don't say gay bills right the the uh, banning books uh um banning drag shows right that uh that that idea that like you know who one of the things that helps um, uh, uh, kids who or people who identify as LGBTQIA plus is being able to you know see themselves represented in in the culture right? that, that there that there are other people like them right and so that when they do you know uh, uh, first of all when they come out to themselves right and say you know oh yes like like that that looks like who I am on that looks like who I feel on the inside and then when they say to their parents like this is who I am like. There are models that they can point to uh for for what this is, right? So that that's the heartbreak of Miles Morales. I mean, there's also the danger of it for Miles Morales at the end of the movie, but the heartbreak of it is that he tells us he finally musters up the courage to tell his mom, I'm Spider-Man. And his mom's like, What is that? You're talking crazy, right? Uh it, which is a parallel to Gwen Stacy saying to her father, you know, I am uh is she spider woman, spider Gwen? I don't know what, what she should be called, but anyway, right, saying to her father, this is who I am, right. and him saying, you know, I, now I have to arrest you, right? Um, the, they are they're two sides of a similar coin, uh, but they're both a, a vision of where we're headed in this country, right? Criminalizing people's humanity uh, and also uh, uh, denying that there is such a model for their humanity in the first place.
1: Yeah, I would say the the Talmud talks about all these responsibilities that a parent has uh, to teach their children. And among them, there's a responsibility to teach your child how to swim. Uh, and there's a lot of modern uh, rabbinic debate of what that means. Uh, and part of it is a survival. Uh, part of it is that it's the job of a parent um, to protect your child at, at all costs. Uh, and anytime a parent fails to do that, Anytime a parent um, fails to do what is best for their child, not what a parent thinks is best for that child, but what the child believes is is, is best for their true and authentic self, uh, then that parent is not succeeding as at, at being a parent for that child. Um, and we see those examples uh, in this movie. Uh, and we see that example uh, in reality. Um, and... Uh, right the, the there there are legislators that are um simultaneously saying uh, it's up to parents to decide what should be taught in the classroom not teachers and uh it's not up to parents to decide what healthcare decisions they make for the children that's up to legislators uh and, and it's hypocritical uh, it, it's um it, it's oxymoronic it is um bigoted uh, and it also isn't what I, I believe torah teaches us right torah teaches us at its core um exactly what you said that we we're all made god's divine image and nobody can call anybody else an anomaly Nobody can tell anybody else that they should not exist. Miles Morales ends up going from universe to universe to universe trying to prove his legitimate existence, that he deserves to be who he is, and nobody can stop him. And I know right now we're talking about um, affirming somebody's sexual orientation or gender identity. When when Miles Morales first came out um, as a character uh, about 15 years ago— Mm-hmm. Um, the the early part of the 21st century there was a lot of pushback and backlash saying how could Spider-Man can't be can can't be black Spider-Man can't be a person of color and uh Stan Lee was quoted uh, the creator of Spider-Man saying Spider-Man could be uh right uh, Spider-Man could be, could be any ethnicity Spider-Man could be any race Spider-Man could be any gender uh the whole idea of, of Spider-Man was somebody who was not well off, and who was bullied, and who was left behind, um, who was sort of like the every person, um, who was able to understand that with great power comes great responsibility, and that's what defined a Spider-Man. Nothing else.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I think that that's really, really important to point out. You know, another thing that we uh, haven't. Talked about yet, Jesse? And, and you know, and this has all been jumped off of. You know, what how I felt about the movie. I felt like this is true of the first uh, uh, Spider Verse movie, and now this one. Um, I think that these movies um, are doing such a great, and interesting job with talking about the idea of the multiverse uh, in ways that I, I hope Marvel uh, Studios learns from because its forays into the multiverse have been. Uh, less than uh, impressive so far. Um, uh, you know, the, not the least of which is uh, Spider-Man and the uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, uh, we, we, and uh, Spider-Man, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the, the Spider-Man one? Um, uh, far From Home, right? Uh, that, um, right, there was Homecoming, Far uh, From Home, No Way Home. No Way Home, No Way Home. Yeah. So, right, so uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you know, two kind of like Spider-Man uh, and and Doctor Strange uh um, uh vehicles uh that uh, that deal with the issue of the multiverse in in less successful ways I think um and uh in part because uh, and this is something that um that uh everything everywhere all at once also showed is that you know the multiverse should be weird right like there should be like really kind of like creative and weird things happening you know in in these alternate realities uh which also Spider-Man across the across the spider-verse does, But one of the things that it adds that I think is interesting um, is this idea of, you know, canon events. Right. So that that across the multiverse, um, there are uh, different realities, but also uh, a number of similarities. Uh, and parallels to our present reality right so there are spider people um, across the multiverse each of those spider people um uh, comes into being uh through a similar set of events that happen in their lives like uh you know like a like a trauma uh uncle ben dying for example right um uh, uh getting bit by a radioactive spider or uh or or some other kind of uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 generating incidents, right? That they, you know, uh, that they might have an upside down kiss with uh, with with Mary Jane and in all the Spider Verse,s right? Right. They have all these what they call in the movie canon events, yeah. Um, and that's what the movie, I think, kind of explores is this idea of you know a predetermination versus free will. Do do we uh, uh, is it, it, is basically you know everything that happens in our uh, world in our lives. Um, uh, already kind of laid out for us such that we have to play into a predetermined script. Um, We don't really have any choice in the direction that we go, uh, or do we actually have some choice? That's the central tension between Miles Morales um, and uh, uh, Spider-Man 1099, Miguel, um, who says, listen, I tried to, um, you know, interrupt the, you know, the, the, the canon narrative and it it ended up, you know, being um, disastrous. Right, Right, I don't want that to happen to you or to anybody else. Um, What do you think the Judaism has to say about that tension, that idea? Well,
1: well, right. We we see that. We see that, like I said, connected to the TVA and and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There isn't one authentic narrative. It's just um, uh, people who want the world a certain way try to prevent that, right? So when they would, um, um, when the TVA would come and, and they would zap, away different realities um, because they were sort of offshoots on how things were supposed to be. They were preventing those authentic stories from being written um, because it differentiated. Yes, they were talking about preventing a sort of multiversal war or whatever, but it, but it was saying that there was only one authentic reality. Um, I don't think that that's what Judaism says, right? That um, we are, are are blessed with free will. Uh, that our relationship with God is not God as a puppet master, but God has given us the 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 burden and, and responsibility and obligation and opportunity to be God's partner in creation and to walk in God's ways, and it's up to us how we shape this world. Um, right? There, there's there's a great teaching from uh, Echah Rabbah um from uh, the the midrash on lamentations uh which asks sort of what god was doing during the destruction of the temple and the destruction of the city of jerusalem and it says that god was weeping with god's people because god saw how we were treating each other um and it's different than the sort of the biblical god that intervenes uh and and, and uh controls the, the outcome when we were in a stage of infancy as a people, but rather this God uh, is a God that, that expects us to help finish and build this world that God set out to create. Um, and that means that um, we we do have free will, but that also means that when this world fails to live up to that uh, Eden-esque uh, reality then it's on us, right? For we have failed to build a more just society. We have failed to build a peaceful reality. Uh, that's totally on us. What do you think, Mike?
0: No, I, I think I think that that's absolutely right. I mean, this has been a uh, debate uh, throughout world history and, and Jewish history. Uh, you know, uh, on the one hand, uh, classical Jewish theology, you know, holds that. Uh, God knows everything, right? God is omniscient, uh, which is actually uh, something that, that Jewish theology borrowed from uh, Greek philosophy. Um, and uh, and if God is omniscient, uh, then that means uh, that we don't really have uh, choice, right? So the the Mishnah talks about this tension uh, in Pirkei Avot, where it says, you know, Safui, um, right? Uh, everything is uh, everything is foreseen, yet freedom of choice is granted that uh, Ra Naun or. everything is foreseen and freedom of choice is granted. Well, how can both of those things be true? And the answer is they can't really. That's a paradox. Um, and so uh, on the one hand, you have in Jewish tradition people who hold a, a lot closer to the side that everything is foreseen, that God sees all, God knows all. um uh, and so therefore, our choice is really an illusion. Uh, and that and others who say, you know, that uh, that no, like the whole system doesn't make any sense unless you have freedom of choice. So the idea that there are mitzvot, right, commandments doesn't make any sense unless we uh, we we actually have a choice, uh, not not just the illusion of choice, but a choice to engage. In. These are moral decisions that we make. Um, and so they're all if 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 we were if, if everything was foreseen, right, then why not just why doesn't God just program the commandments into us and we just naturally behave that way? Right? Why? Why uh, have a world in which, uh, first of all, there's an illusion of choice, um, but also uh, the the possibility for for you know evil, horrific uh, uh, actions, unless doing those things um, is a, a choice on a part of person for good or for ill. Um, so I, I think that Jewish tradition largely comes down the side. Of when God created us, God created us really, which means that God actually doesn't see the outcome of everything. Um there aren't uh yeah, there there are canon events in the sense of the past, right? Everything that's happened in the past has happened. Um, but uh the things that might happen in the future um are not inevitable, right? right. So the uh, the the you know the prophets hold out a vision for the future. This is a possible future that we that that could exist. That God wants to exist, but it requires human agency to bring it about. Um, and, and I think that that's ultimately where our tradition, uh, on the whole comes down is that, uh, you know, that, that, that the, the future is not guaranteed. Any particular future is not guaranteed and that the responsibility rests on us, um, to build a a particular kind of future, which means that we get the future that we deserve. Um,
1: absolutely, uh, absolutely. uh, Because it's up to us to write that future. Correct. Well, um, that's 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 a, a, a big responsibility, uh, a big opportunity um, in the with, uh, with great
0: power comes great responsibility, Jesse. Uh, that, that's true. Uh,
1: Mike and I are just two rabbis uh, across the rabbi verse. Uh, and uh, um, we are of the we, we are we are team spider Gwen, right? We, we that the that the the story is not yet written. Um and so uh Well oh, I thought we were now, talking about
0: what we call Gwen Stacy as a spider person. Is she spider Gwen or is she I Spider, think she's, spider, Girl, spider Gwen. she's Spider Woman.
1: But, but we call herself Spider Gwen, then she reveals her secret identity. So that doesn't necessarily work. I guess it's um, true. <laughs> uh, well uh, until next time. Uh, we look forward to seeing how this trilogy turns out. Um and Uh, the stories that each of us will write for ourselves. I'm Rabbi Jesse Olitsky.
0: And I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf, 1099. Take care.